This is WrestleZone Radio, presented by WrestleZone.com. Find us on iTunes. Good evening, Josh. It's Adam at the Impact Lounge here in the UK. How are you today? Oh, you know, hold on. I'm going to open Josh's phone up. Josh, go ahead. Good, how are you? Good, how are you? Yeah, I'm fantastic, thanks. And really looking forward to the pay-per-view this weekend. Uh, my question is not about the operational side tonight. It's more about your on-screen persona, if I can. And it was, it's to do with, obviously, Madison, that when she came back, you, you very much acknowledged that uh, she was your, your partner. But uh, that seemed to have moved away on, your, uh, on the commentary. Is that something that you chose to do, or is it something that you did for the, the benefit of the product? Well, it's twofold. Um, one, you, you know, the, the Josh Matthews character, um, while some liked him, <laughs> uh, overbearing, I think, is, is the best word. And in order for me to be just the, the play-by-play host, the, the trusted voice, if you will, um, you know, all the character stuff uh, needed to be dialed back. And uh, someone like Madison Rain, uh, five-time knockouts champion, getting ready to challenge Sue on Sunday, um, doesn't need uh, even those types of distractions. So it was a decision made to not acknowledge it. I mean, obviously we acknowledge it on social media. Um, she mentions it in, in video packages. I, I talk about her and my family uh, very openly uh, on every interview that I do. But as it relates to the show and the real estate of that program, our most important two hours uh, of the week, um, that personal story doesn't need to be told right now. Fantastic. Have a great show this week. Thank you. Hey, Josh, how are you doing? This is Jeff from HighSpotPodcast.com and uh, Highspot Podcast. Just a question. You mentioned all the events that are leading up to Slammiversary on Sunday. How important is it to get all that fan interaction and make it a whole weekend instead of just the day? Well, I think as wrestling goes, um, you, you know, you need those things. And, you know, we've been doing VIPs for, for a while now uh, to the point where, you know, we at first we, we thought it was very important and, and Ross is on the line um, uh, we thought it was very important that we needed to say, you know, these are the events that are going to be taking place. These, these are the fun things that we're going to be doing. Um, come and be a part of them with us. We want to be, you know, the most family and fan-friendly company in wrestling. So that's why there are things like bingo and there are things like trivia. And, you know, our athletes are very intimate and, and close with our fans. And that's all done by design so that it all feels like everyone's a part of something. And that's why we'll continue to do the VIP packages. Um, I think the one for, for Slam this coming week is going to be awesome. I mean, if I were on the fence about spending uh, my money, hard-earned money, uh, and then I found out that I can watch Boone the Bounty Hunter with, with Johnny Impact, yeah, uh, that's, that's, that's a part of it for me. So I think that we have to continue to do these um, and find unique ways. Uh, I mean, how cool was Miniature Golf? Um, we have to find unique ways to engage with our fans and make sure that everyone out there is – uh, not reluctantly spending their money, but looking forward to what we're doing now. Thank you. Josh, we got one more question for you. Okay. Hi, Josh. This is Cody Orm from the Sportster. Um, I just wanted to ask, uh, you sort of touched on it earlier, but uh, what do you think Curtis Granderson adds to Slammiversary? Well, I think Curtis, along with anyone else that comes from uh, Major League Baseball or the NFL or, or an actor or an actress, they bring a different audience with them. Uh, they bring a different level of energy with them. I know Curtis is a longtime Impact fan. He, he was at a show 10 years ago and he did commentary. Um, I think that's great. I just feel like those types of people 
Um, they bring in their, their own audience. And if, I, if I'm a fan of Curtis Granderson, I'm thinking, oh, cool, I'm going to check out what he's going to do Sunday at, at this wrestling pay-per-view. That, that sounds pretty cool. Um, it's not uncommon or, or different from when in WWE we did guest hosts every Monday. Um, you know, there was a different actor or actress who were, who were the guest host of the show that week. And, and, and it's all sort of thought of in the same light of, you know, they bring in their own, their own audience uh, they're a celebrity in their own right, and uh, it's just a great opportunity for everyone to sort of um, cross-pollinate and cross paths and, and everyone to sort of be under one umbrella, and who wouldn't want to be at Slammiversary Live this Sunday? Great. Thanks so much. Well, Josh, I always appreciate your time. I will let you uh, go back to work, and we will bring in the mayor at this point. Thanks, Ross. You got it. Thank you, Josh. That said, let's welcome the mayor of Slamtown, Johnny Impact. Welcome to the teleconference. What's up, everybody? I guess it's uh, apropos that the mayor of Slamtown is talking about Slammiversary. All this uh, slam and go around. Um, let's just say I'm excited. All right, well, let's uh, let's get right to it. You, you're getting back in the ring, which uh, a match that I think could steal the entire show at Slammiversary. The four-way, yourself, Rich Swan. Phoenix and Ishimori, your thoughts heading into uh, Slammiversary? I can't think of a better way to return to Impact than with this four-way match between some of the most talented guys in the world, myself included. I mean, Rich Swan, Phoenix, Ishimori, Johnny Impact. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm planning on stealing the show for sure. This is going to be the first time that I've been in the ring with Rich Swan. Phoenix and I have uh, have battled all over the world. Um, I had uh, I've only had one match with Ishimori and um, was beyond impressed by his charisma and his talent and ability to do whatever he wants with his body. Basically, like he he can move himself through space uh, however he can visualize. And to me, that's a a marker of someone who's unlocked their ability to control themselves. And um, everyone has it in this business to a certain degree, but the, the guys in this match um, are really on the upper echelon of uh, athleticism and charisma. And I'm, I'm stoked, bro. Well, Johnny, we do want to get to the immediate question, but I do want to bring up, as we, as you heard about Curtis Granderson making an appearance at Slammiversary, you're actually going to his home field, uh, Rogers Center, uh, Sunday before Slammiversary, you want to talk about what you got going on at the uh, Blue Jays game on Sunday? Yeah, absolutely. I um, I was uh, I was asked to throw out the first pitch at the uh, the Blue Jays game on Sunday, and um, I was uh, surprised and uh, humbled and um, beyond honored, and um, and also a little bit nervous. You know, um, the Mayor Slamtown is great at slamming people, but um, I've never really played baseball. And I'm a little nervous about this first pitch. <laughs> you, everyone, uh, everyone, I'm sure, has, uh, has watched some of those uh, infamous first pitch uh, gone wrong videos on, on YouTube and places. But um, <laughs> uh, I bet that, that's just something that I, goes in the back of my mind that I'm nervous about. But um, the uh, the fact that I was asked to throw the first pitch at the at the Blue Jays game is um, is something that's uh, really important and special to me. I've been a baseball fan for a while, and um, I've never thrown out a first pitch. And uh, it's a bucket list thing for a, for a lot of people, myself included. 
and I'm stoked. Come on, Johnny. From the pitcher's mound to home plate, it's only 60 feet 6 inches. You can do that. Well, I know I can throw it that far. But, like, uh, you remember the movie Dave when uh, uh, Kevin Klein was playing the president and um, he uh, told the, the catcher to squat down and he threw, like, a perfect strike? Like, that's that's what I'm setting my uh, my goal as, you know? Um, that's, that's what I'm worried about. I know I can throw it to the catcher. I just don't know if I can throw a strike. All right. Well, I'm I'm predicting it will be a stroke, and uh, we're certainly looking forward to seeing that uh, come Sunday afternoon for the uh, Blue Jays Orioles game. With that said, we will open it up for media questions for Johnny. Uh, media, as always, please identify yourself, your media outlet, and please only one question at a time so we can get through the questions for Johnny. Hey, Ryan Bowman from thegorillaposition.com. I, uh, I kind of want to start out with a question in regards to Boone the Bounty Hunter, which is going to be a big part of the event. Uh, first off, I love the running gimmick. If you'd like to ask a question, please press 1 to ask. Your request has been received. Scenario. I love that, that joke. Uh, but I, I wanted to ask, during the movie, um, Boone's kind of trying to be a ladies' man, and it's to no avail, avail. So I guess my question for you as a newly married man Who's got more game, you or Boone? Um, quite frankly, uh, I don't think Boone or Johnny Impact have much game. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what we both do have in uh, overabundance is confidence. And what, as Boone is trying to be a ladies' man, I feel like Boone is more excited about playing the game of trying to successfully flirt with Kat, I think is the scene that you're talking about, and um, some of his fans, than he, he actually is at uh, at, uh, at hooking up with a bunch of different uh, women because really the character of Boone is uh, kind of a, a man-child type of guy who sees everything as a game, who sees everything as a fun way to to try to win to try to beat people. <laughs> and um, that has a, a lot of similarities to uh, to me as well. Cause I, I feel like th- that saying, um, sometimes you laugh at uh, that, which would otherwise make you cry. That's uh, I feel like how I've lived my life since I was a kid. I, I very rarely get upset. Um, I think a lot of things are hilarious. I have a, <laughs> I have a weird sense of humor. <laughs> and, um, I think that's the best way to be. You know, uh, when you when you take yourself too seriously, you end up uh, always disappointing yourself. I uh, I don't take myself too seriously personally. I do take my work, my preparation, and my training extremely seriously. But at the end of the day, um, both Boone and Johnny Impact are down to laugh at themselves. Thanks a lot. I enjoyed it. I hope I didn't give away any spoilers. No, no, man. Thank you. Hi, this is Ian Carey from SEScoops.com. Hi, Johnny. With there being so many promotions out there these days, what do you feel makes Impact Wrestling stand out as a promotion fans should be excited about? The current roster of Impact Wrestling is possibly the best roster in the world. You've got your uh, traditional like uh, American um, psychology 
type wrestling. But now we've got with with Ishimori, with Pentagon, with Phoenix, with uh, Sammy Callahan and Cage and uh, Kevin Cross now, um, and I mean Aries, and of course Johnny Impact. You've got this crazy blend of wrestlers from different styles from all over the world that make the matches on Impact infinitely interesting because you're seeing this collision of styles every time you're out there. Um, aside from that, you're looking at a brand that's been around for forever, over 20 years, and it's survived through some downtimes, and now you're looking at the evolution of, uh, of Impact, and it's uh, more interesting than ever. Um, social media, the uh, YouTube channel, the Impact Wrestling stuff, all the views um, are spiraling upward because there's a, there's a new interest in this product, and that new interest, I think, is just a, a symptom of the fact that what we're doing is something that wrestling fans like to see. And right at the upswell of something, it's like when you're, when you're surfing right before a wave breaks, that's the time you want to jump on and surf because uh, you don't want to miss the boat. And um, I feel like that's what impact is right now. That's awesome. Well, good luck on Sunday with both the pitch and your match. <laughs> Thanks, brother. I think I need more luck on that pitch than the match, but, uh, <laughs> but I appreciate it. Thank you. Johnny, we'll follow that up with a, uh, a question you talked about the the roster, a, a question that came in from uh, Himanshu D. He would like to know, what do you think the chances for Moose this Sunday to dethrone world champion Austin Aries. Moose, Mr. Impact. Um, I, I feel like walking into this match, a lot of people are looking at Moose as an underdog. Like he doesn't have a very good chance, maybe. But, um, I mean, not from where I sit. I mean, Moose is a former NFL uh, player, professional football player. He's been a, a pro athlete his entire life. Um, he's bigger, he's stronger than Aries. He knows how to train for, uh, obviously to play at the upper echelon of, uh, of football. And now he's, uh, he's been in the game of professional wrestling for several years. He's not taking this match lightly. I think, um, I think Austin Aries is going to be very surprised at what Moose brings to the table. And, um, Mr. Impact, as it says on his Twitter, I think has a I, I would I would call him the the favorite in my opinion to uh to take home the uh, the Impact title. I mean, of course if Moose wins, he's just going to have to uh end up losing it to Johnny Impact eventually. <laughs> but um I'm I'm really excited to see uh Moose and Aries. It's a um typical uh of the type of matchup that I was talking about earlier a blend of two different styles. And um, when you're looking at Aries and Moose, what happens in the ring from those two different athletes and those two different perspectives and takes on professional wrestling is a, is a great reason to watch Slammiversary and is why I'm stoked to see that match. All right. Well, just a reminder to media, as long as uh, we've talked about Austin Aries, he will be right here on the teleconference tomorrow Starting at 2 o'clock Eastern Time, Austin Aries, just a reminder on that.
Hi, Johnny. David Dunn with the New Zealand Pro Wrestling Informer. Uh, you just mentioned there if Moose wins the championship, he's going to end up losing it to you eventually. Um, so looking a little bit past Slammiversary, perhaps towards the end of the year, when we reach the end of 2018, what goals are you hoping to have accomplished in Impact Wrestling? When I came to Impact Wrestling, and I took the name Johnny Impact, my, my goal has been the same from day one, and that was to become the Impact World Champion. That hasn't changed. Um, I took a little sidetrack and got derailed from that for a little bit by uh, a couple of things, getting married, um, surviving on an island, <laughs> and um, and the honeymoon. But now, now that I'm back, that time away has really been great for me because I feel more focused now than ever. I've really been able to dial my training in and, um, and up it to the next level and become even more hyper-focused than I was before on training my body and mind to be able to beat anybody on the Impact roster to get uh, closer to that Impact championship and then eventually take it from whoever's got it. Hi, Johnny. Thank you for your time. This is Ryan Keith from the Average Marks Podcast, powered by the Roar Network. You've said your best match is always your next match. Uh, how have you been preparing for the four-way, and how do you uh, plan on neutralizing a former X-Division champion, two hungry wrestlers that are looking to put Johnny Impact as a notch on their belt all at the same time? Um, in this one, I think uh, the best strategy is to fight fire with fire. Um, I'm hungry. I'm a current champion. I'm former champion of a lot of different places. I don't know if there's anywhere in the world that those guys have been that I haven't been first. And right now, I'm fresher than ever. I'm hungrier than ever. And planning on just uh, hitting that match like a bag of quarters in a strip club. You know what I mean? Going in there, um, hitting hard, hitting fast. And, um, and seeing what happens. Thank you. Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com here. I remember you mentioning that you had sold your house to finance Boone the Bounty Hunter and uh, part of the trailer too. How did that end up paying out or paying off for you in the long run? Did you, did you recoup that? I know it's on Netflix. You're doing a lot of different stuff with it, but I'm curious as to how that paid off for you. Um, so what I've learned about movies hence far is uh, they, when, when they're successful, they sometimes take a little bit longer to pay off than you would like. So um, the trajectory of Boone is that it's going to uh, more than just make uh, its money back. It's, it's on track to like make a ton of money, which is really nice. Um, and so far it's been paying back, I don't want to say exact numbers, um, almost the exact uh, amount that I put in. And um, I'm anticipating over the next year to two to three for uh, for the money to, to I don't know, <laughs> to, to keep coming in. Hopefully uh, enough so that I can make boon too. Bad to the boon. <laughs> you may now ask your question. Hi, John. This is uh, Nick Hausman from WrestleZone. Thank you very much for taking the time today. Absolutely. 
Uh, yeah, you mentioned that island you were on. I am a huge Survivor fan. Uh, I just wanted to know what you thought of the experience, what you learned from it, and like what aspects of entertainment you think you can bring from what you learned at Survivor into the world of pro wrestling. Um, man, the uh, my experience on the island, I would say, was more authentic than I anticipated before I, I went in. Um, I uh, felt like uh, I had a chance to really get to know a lot of new people in a, in a deeper kind of way and a, in a much faster type of way than uh, you get to know and meet people in your everyday life because you're usually not like freezing and starving and trying to fish with, uh, with your friends from work. <laughs> um, I had a chance to be really introspective out there with uh, regard to what I want, you know, and that, that to me still is like the most complicated question because if you can answer that question for yourself, what do I want? Then uh, if you can be honest about it, you can ascertain what it is that will make you happy in life. And um, while I was out there, I realized that uh, I pour a lot of energy out sometimes superfluously to people outside my inner circle, um, more so than to my closest family and friends. And um, I think that's just something that happens a lot in a current day society with Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. You're just pouring stuff out there. And I uh, since I've been back, I've been uh, taking more care to put more energy into my close family and friends. And as far as um, what, uh, what, I, what I learned from uh, Survivor that I can bring back into sports entertainment, I think the uh, the amount of pain and hunger and discomfort that a human being can withstand is surprising. I think anybody listening to this or reading this right now um, can probably withstand 10 times more discomfort than, than you think. It's not fun, but uh, you can do it. You can get through pretty much anything. And if you apply that to training to, to weight training to aerobic training to uh, balance stability coordination training you can train that much harder if you apply that to what you're doing in the squared circle you can do that much more I, I think that's one of the big things that I that I took away that um whatever you think you can achieve or whatever you think you're capable of you're probably underestimating yourself because most people are capable of a lot more than you think. Awesome, dude. I am really looking forward to it. Thank you so much, John. Thanks, brother. Muted. Hello, Johnny. This is Stephanie from Steel Chat Magazine in UK. How are you? Doing great. How are you doing? I'm fine. We're a two-time world Soccer World Cup champion, so what do you want me to be? I'm <laughs> so happy. No, let's stop resting. Um, 
Yes. Um, I wanted to know if you took a look to what was happening uh, on impact while you were. Um, uh, did you hear what what was happening uh, about the new people that call, that arrived in the impact zone um, and the talents uh, that made their debut? And I wanted to know. Who 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 are who you can hire on in um as future opponents. Thank you very much. Merci. Um well congratulations on the uh, on the World Cup win, first of all, the second one. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and and yes, like I've uh, when when I was away on the island it we had a... Uh, we were completely cut off. I couldn't even use my cell phone or go online. So I'd, I was unable to follow anything, but, um, lately, um, yeah, um, I've got my eye on Kevin Cross. He, uh, first of all, he looks just, he looks like a psycho man. I mean, uh, he's a scary dude. I, uh, usually when I'm thinking about, um, somebody that I'm watching on, on impact, or on in any wrestling uh, ring, I can usually pinpoint a weakness or a flaw or something that I can exploit. If uh, two of us were, were in a match, I can usually figure out just in my mind how to beat that person. And um, when I watch Kevin Cross, I mean, he hasn't done a ton on Impact yet, but I haven't been able to pinpoint that weakness. I mean, he's he's got this psychotic type of, confidence he's uh well versed in mma he's had pro fights he's uh he's been in wrestling for years and years and years and um he makes me worry a little bit <laughs> about uh, what it would be like to be in the ring with him um I, I think he's got everything it takes to go straight to the top of impact and um i know if it came down to it i would figure out a way to beat him because that's what johnny impact does but um, he's a he's someone that I think everyone should keep an eye on because he's going to do some crazy stuff. Hi, Johnny. It's Chris Lappin from the Broken Book Glorious Wrestling Podcast. How are you doing? Doing great. How are you? I'm very good. I'm great. Thank you. <clears throat> um, so Impact Wrestling will, uh, has made an open challenge to all UK promotions at the WrestleMedia Con in September. Um, who are some of the companies you hope answer the call, and who from the British scene do you want to face on that night? Um, uh, fill me in on exactly what this uh, open challenge consists of. So, uh, Impact Wrestling has made it an open challenge that all UK promotions challenge the wrestlers at Wrestle um, so Wrestling like Media Con. We're talking about like a specific wrestler or a promotion because. I mean, there's there's a bunch of like a, I mean, real solid like UK promotions. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which 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 companies do you want to answer the call, and then which wrestler would you like to face? ICW up in a, is that right? ICW. Yeah. ICW. Yeah. Um, man. Well, we've already got probably the most infamous uh, Scottish wrestler in Grado. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> But uh, man, there's a uh, there's there's so many talented uh, 
wrestlers from the UK, and, and right now it's actually like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of uh, who is in the UK that's not signed to the <laughs> the UK NXT thing. But um, <laughs> I mean, we mentioned uh, Joe Hendry earlier, didn't we? On the, uh, on yeah. the call, um, he's somebody that I've had my eye on for a, for a while. Very uh, very talented dude. Love to take him to slam down for sure. I mean, if he uh, if he wanted to step up to the plate, I could get Johnny Impact's bats ready to hit a home run with his head. If you know what I mean. Um, yeah, that'd be an amazing match. Yeah. Who uh, who would you like to see? Give me a give me the rundown. Give me a give me your top three available. Oh, I'd like to see you against a couple of legends. I'd like to see you against Jody Fleish. I'd like to see you uh, against yeah. Dean Ormark. Yeah, that'd, be, that'd be amazing. That'd be amazing match. Uh, Dean Ormark. He played. He wrestled okay. more in Preston City wrestling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, one more. Oh. Carter, right? I want to say I want to say I want to say Army of Jordan, but he's signed to the NXT. Um, um, oh, um, what's his name? Gabriel Kid. I love to see you guys, Gabriel Kid. He's he's a good, brilliant, up and coming wrestler. I uh, I wrestled him once already. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm have to look. I have to look that up. I haven't seen that. It was a, it was a good one. He's a, he's a talented dude. Um, but, yeah. Uh, you want to take another shot at the future champ? Um, <laughs> I, I I really enjoyed him. That real, real uh, humble, talented kid. <laughs> Less yeah. Kid. And uh, well, you know what I mean. But um, any any of those guys, yeah. I think, uh, it would be a great match. And I think that's what's so exciting about this deal with uh, with the Impact and the Open Challenge to all these UK promotions. Oh, brilliant! Thank you. Hi, Johnny. This is Shivan from Sportskira. How are you? Doing great. How are you doing? I'm <clears throat> good too. So with Impact Wrestling and Lucha Underground's tie-up, I wanted to ask, uh, will we be seeing the worldwide underground in Impact soon? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, well, we got uh, Taya is uh, is already in the Impact Zone. Um, PJ Black and Jack Evans are wild cards. It's uh, it's hard to lock them down. So you never know. But when I when I think about Impact and Lucha Underground, I think of those in terms of the Marvel Universe and the DC Universe. Both uh, both promotions have deep, talented rosters, but they're almost like separate worlds. So, um, will Worldwide Underground come to Impact? Um, I don't know. I kind of doubt it. I mean, if the the wrestlers might like uh, go back and forth, but uh, I think if, uh, if PJ and Jack came to Impact, um, it's uh, it's more possible that instead of World Blood Underground, we could have uh, some sort of uh, other uh, other faction. Actually, since uh, since you asked the question, what would you call World Blood Underground if we all came to Impact? Hello. You know what I'm talking about? What would uh, what would you name our faction in Impact? Uh, hey. <laughs> Hello. Hey, how are you? <laughs> the voice is. The what? You 
Thank you. All right. Well, I guess he didn't want to answer your question, Johnny. We'll, we'll move on from there. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, uh, Ryan Keith from the Average Marks podcast, uh, powered by the Roar Network. Hey, Johnny, you've uh, talked about elevating your training um, in preparing for this four-way. What role has your wife uh, had in uh, elevating your training? This is an X-rated question. <laughs> um, we're uh, actually like we're 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 at the gym together right now, except she's in there doing her cardio, and I'm in the parking lot on the conference call. But um, it's a uh, it's really nice to like uh, I mean, I guess it goes without saying that um, Taya is my favorite human, <laughs> and um, it uh, is amazing that uh, we can wake up and we're both on the same page about, Hey, what do you want to do? Um, why don't we get into our macros and then go hit the gym. And then after that, maybe we can train later. Maybe we can clinic in the ring or maybe we could go to gymnastics or maybe let's take the day off and um, go check out a movie or go hit a place down on sunset. But um, because we're both on the same page about training and um, the business of professional wrestling, the, our priority right now, it uh, really helps me train that much harder because it's not like I have to go off on my own and then, and then come back and be worried about her wanting to do uh, something completely different. We're uh, we're in this pro wrestling game together. Hi there, Johnny. It's Adam from the Impact Lounge of V2 Wrestling. Uh, first of all, congratulations on your recent nuptials. Thank you. I just wanted to uh, ask you about uh, the rivalry between uh, you and your wife. Uh, who do you think is going to hold Impact Gold first out of the two of you? Ooh. I hope it's me or I'll never live it down. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what? I, uh, I don't know. I think, um, I think that's going to come down to who gets the next opportunity first. Um, I, I really feel like uh, if, if Moose uh, beats Aries for the title, I got his number. Um, Aries beat me once. He's no slouch, but I feel like I got his number now, and if we have a rematch, he's going to end up waking up with, in Slamtown, and I'm going to take the Impact title home. Um, that goes for anybody else on the roster. As far as I'm concerned, for me, I feel like I'm capable of beating anyone for the title. Um I will say the same for her. I, I feel like uh, she's the most talented uh, knockout on the roster. And um, as far as who takes the Impact title home first, I think that's going to come down to opportunity. Hey, Johnny. Uh, this is Aaron Barbel from Wrestling Inc. How are you doing today? Doing great. I, I wanted to um, ask you um, – You've, you've had a very long career, and as your career goes, your moveset seems to evolve. Is there any strategy you have to uh, keeping things fresh in the ring and um, any moves that you um, plan on either um, like dropping or, or bringing back? Um, one thing that's actually helped me a lot with keeping things fresh in the ring is um, I'll use Boone the Bounty Hunter as an example, but... Um, training MMA stunt choreo and training for 
for movies like Boone the Bounty Hunter, especially because I trained so hard for that. Um, what that all did for me is, in addition to all the all the wrestling stuff that I have been doing now for uh, the the past 16 years, um, for the past several years, I've been training hard in boxing, parkour, MMA, and martial arts tricking, and there's this uh, there's like a there's like a crossover zone between MMA, boxing, martial arts tricking, stunt choreo, and pro wrestling, and doing stuff that's outside pro wrestling a lot of times helps me think of new moves, new uh, ways to use the ring, new ways to use the ropes, and incorporate that into my my style in the in the business of pro wrestling um as far as any specific new moves that i, that I might want to bring back or uh debut um at any given time I've, I've got like a i usually have like a list of like five or ten things that i want to do or try and um usually every match i try something new and um most of the time the new thing that I try isn't something that I want to incorporate into like my arsenal full time, but um, every once in a while something sticks. And um, I think as long as you're integrating new stuff and trying new stuff all the time, that's why wrestling stays fresh. And, and all the top guys in the world are doing the same thing. Everyone, I mean, Phoenix, Rich Swan, Ishimori, all those guys are constantly evolving and trying new stuff. And um, the ideas they're getting are come from coming from their personal experiences, which are different than mine, which is uh, which is why I think uh, wrestling is so cool right now. Thanks so much. Hey Johnny, it's James over at the Wrestling Epicenter. How you doing today? Great. Great to talk to you again. I'm looking forward to seeing you return to Impact Wrestling, uh, but. I think it's no secret that you're doing quite a bit right now with Lucha Underground as well as MLW. I wanted to ask you about the name. Um, it seems like one of those companies, and I won't name names, but we all know who it is, is not being shy about calling you by your old name of Morrison. What's the legal standing of the name Morrison? Can you use it, or is that exclusively to WWE? Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take a pass on this dog. <laughs> Um, the, uh, the legal standing is uncertain. I'll just, uh, I'll just leave it at that. We can move on from there. Uh, hi, Johnny. This is Cody from the Sportster. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us today. Absolutely. Um, I was just curious about, uh, your time on Survivor. Uh, how do you feel your background as a wrestler was perceived by the other competitors on the show? Um, well, we're all under a, a pretty strict NDA to not discuss, um, any specifics about the show at all, but, um, I will say this, like, um, in the past, there's been a lot of contestants, uh, police officers do this a lot where they go on a survivor and decide to tell everyone that they're, they're not a police officer with the idea that if uh, if all the island knows that this guy's a cop, they're going to assume that he's uh, he's good at interrogating people and discerning the truth and picking up on clues, and they don't want to put a target on their back. 
so they they try to mislead people um, by by saying that they're not um, what they actually are. That thought crossed my mind um, as far as uh, trying to go on to the show and instead of saying that I was a professional wrestler, um, say that I was uh, something else. Um, but I decided uh, it would be better for me to just come clean, especially because there's a lot of people that have seen me wrestle and there's probably a better than just a good chance that someone would have recognized me anyway. That um, going on to the show be better to be authentically myself and be able to talk about pro wrestling even if um, other contestants having that knowledge of me being a professional wrestler might put a target on my back or it might make me someone that they wanted to get rid of um, going into the show I decided that uh, that's a, that was a risk that I was going to take Hey, how you doing? This is Jeff from the High Spot Podcast and HighSpotPodcast.com. Um, well, with all the talk about, you know, Lucha invading maybe, you know, Impact or, you know, who your dream opponents are, obviously Impact is going to be a huge part of the uh, Jericho cruise. Is that something that you look forward to being a part of? And uh, is there anyone in Ring of Honor that you would like to mix it up with? Man, that sounds like that's going to suck, right? Cruise with all my best friends in wrestling. We're all just hanging out on a boat, having the time of our lives. <laughs> um, I'm a, I'm beyond excited about this cruise, man. Um, just just by virtue of the fact, like, Simon Dallas Page, Chris, uh, I mean, all the Impact guys that are going to be there, all the Ring of Honor guys that are going to be there. Um, yeah, I'd, uh, I'd love to mix it up with the Bullet Club. Um, but actually, there's, there's someone on the Ring of Honor roster that I've never had a singles match with, but I've had my eye on for a long time, Flip Gordon. Um, dude is uh, extremely talented. <laughs> kind of reminds me of a young Johnny Nitro sometimes with the, the stuff that he's doing and trying in the ring. Um, and I feel like him and I would uh, would have a – how many stars is Meltzer giving out these days? Five, six, seven? I don't know. But uh, we'd have a good match. Well, Jenny, I know your time was precious, and I probably have taken up more than you wanted to, but we have one final question, and then we'll wrap it up for you. Then you can get into the gym with uh, with Taya. She's beating me. She's she's getting all these gains. I'm out here on the phone. <laughs> hey, Johnny, Ryan Bowman from the Gorilla <laughs> Ryan Bowman from the GorillaPosition dot com. Uh, right. Brian Cage has emerged as a, a big prospect for the company. What do you think uh, about working a series of matches with him and Impact, and, and what do you think in general when you see guys that size who can also go to the air? And thanks for your time today. Um, I think you nailed it. And, like, uh, Brian Cage, there's, like, a disconnect between, like, how big he is and what he can make his body do. I feel like he might be the most agile big man in the in the history of wrestling. I don't know if I've ever seen anyone – uh, as big as him that can do the kind of things that he can do. Um, as far as uh, having a series of matches with him on the Impact roster, yeah, I would love that because wrestling people like Brian, who uh, is, is one of the best in the world, that he's in his prime, he's at the top of his game, is uh, the type of match that pushes me to my limit and makes me elevate myself. And um, it also like uh, is, is good because 
I know everything Brian can do. I can do a little bit better. And uh, it's important to be there in the ring with somebody who forces you to go the extra mile if you're going to come out of that ring with a W. All righty, Johnny. Well, I appreciate it very much. And uh, uh, what a, what an exciting week we got. And uh, kicking it off Sunday, your first pitch at the Blue Jays game, anniversary at night. Uh, what are your final thoughts heading into the week? Um, I couldn't be more excited to come back to Impact. Uh, the mayor of Slamtown is uh, is coming back to claim what is his. And um, to everybody on the uh, on this call, thanks for your time. This really, to me, honestly, feels like one of the most exciting times in wrestling currently. Like uh, Impact, working with Ring of Honor, the the blend of people that we have on the Impact roster from uh, from Mexico, from Japan, from all over the states is uh, creating infinite possibilities in regard to the types of matches that uh, that we're going to have on Impact. And um, I'm excited to be a part of that. I'm excited that you guys want to call. Thank you for the questions. And uh, make sure to check out Slammiversary so you can see for yourself what I'm talking about. Perfect. Johnny, I appreciate it. I will see you uh, Sunday. We'll, uh, we'll have a full report on your first pitch at, uh, at the Blue Jays game. Okay, sounds good. Only if it's strike the rust. Of course. <laughs> and media, just a reminder, tomorrow, 2 o'clock Eastern Time, we'll have the world champion, Austin Aries, right here on the teleconference. Thanks, everybody, for calling. Q&A session is over. Goodbye.